Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Leia, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Leia, also known as Feast Without Frills on Instagram, which I still probably say wrong half the time. And I am from Essex. I love all things food and cooking and eating and drinking. And that's basically me summed up. Love it. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Classic foodies. On to the food questions. So what did you have for supper last night? Last night I cooked a chicken and bacon casserole which is like my favorite kind of winter warmer comfort food it had absolutely tons of wine in it so you could probably get drunk off of like one portion um (laughs) and it's like bulked out with mushrooms had it with some mash had it with some crisp be kale and some cavolo nero which is hard to find but occasionally we come across it in Sainsbury's and then we're like yep gotta snap it up and it was very nice <laughs> I had it with I, I had it with more rosé as well so it was like a rosé in the sauce two glasses of rosé with it it was a rosé kind of night best way to be <laughs> yeah, exactly oh and I should say I also afterwards had a new ice cream, a co-op own ice cream that was chocolate and hazelnut. And I actually am like usually totally anti-ice cream in winter because I'm a really cold person. So I'm like, why would I want to be even more cold? But got to say it was really good. Good to know. Yeah. I'm now going to have to hunt for that. Yeah, it was really good. So I was happy. Okay, so what was your favourite kind of food while you were growing up? This is so easy. Sausage and mash every day. Like I, I was so fussy growing up. I can't tell you until I went to uni. So literally until I was 18, 19, 19 when I went to uni, I hardly ate anything. Like now I eat everything, but I wouldn't touch curry. I wouldn't touch spicy food. I wouldn't touch like, yeah, anything that wasn't basically spaghetti bolognese, chicken nuggets or chicken goujons or sausage and mash. That was like my diet until I was 19, which is horrific. Um, But sausage and mash holds a very dear place in my heart because because I was so fussy, um, my parents and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents they were always trying to find ways to like force me to eat so my and I was obsessed with Disney World and every year my grandparents took me to Disney World so I loved like Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain and I remember I don't know how old I was maybe like eight and I was staying at my grandparents house that night my granddad was like oh it's dinner time tonight we've got Sausage Mountain and he'd like formed the plates it was a a mound of mash with some sausages sticking out of it and like peas around the edge and from then on it just my favorite food but we always called it sausage mountain that's fantastic yeah (laughs) we loved it okay so what was your favorite restaurant or place to eat at while you were growing up so on the like similar note I was very fussy and I loved spaghetti bolognese. It's just like any Italian. Like yeah. I ate at Strada a lot. And like, what were the other Italians? Like, I feel like Prezzo and Zizi didn't come along to a bit later. But Strada, I remember always eating at. 
or there was this little place in my town called Gerardo's that I ate at. But also I should say, because spaghetti bolognese was also one of my favourite foods, but I have a hilarious family story about that. Again, because I was so fussy, when I was really little, I must have been like three years old, and my mum had cooked a spaghetti bolognese, and I was obviously making a fuss about it, saying it probably had a bit of onion in it or something. I was so basic. My dad was coming home from work and he must have heard me like down the driveway screaming about this spag bowl. So he came in and said, you eat that spag bowl else I'll pour it over your head. And I said, no. So he poured it over my head (laughs) and then let my mum just wash it out of me in the bath. Um, But on on a serious note, I did love going to Italians and just having loads of spag bowl garlic bread and even though I was a fussy eater I ate olives I've always eaten olives which is very rogue for a fussy eater so I'd always have lots of olives to start with as well so yeah and then as I grew a bit older whenever Nando's came around that became like a big part of my school life going to Nando's like every Friday after school yeah yeah okay so what is your current favorite kind of food my favourite food is probably min- like anything Middle Eastern kind of yeah. food. I love like a falafel kind of tahini. Oh, tahini. I could, I do eat it out the jar. I just love tahini. <laughs> um, honestly, it's like when when lockdown is over, I will. I'd love to go to Israel and go to kind of all the markets there, and you see like all the fresh pomegranate and everything. And that's yeah, that's my dream. So definitely Middle Eastern and all the flatbreads, oh the bread as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You have basically everything Ottolenghi. Yes, exactly. Yeah. With, yeah, precisely. I love love it. <laughs> I love Ottolenghi. Yeah. Okay, so if we weren't in lockdown 3.0, what is your favourite restaurant? Okay, this is like so tough because I swear every time I go to a restaurant, I say it's my new favourite restaurant. But... um. There's a place in London called the Vincent Rooms, which is like, it's part of a college, but I can't remember what the college is called. But anyway, basically it's like a training college so that the chefs there are all like 16, 17 year olds that are training to go and cook or be like front of house in sort of Michelin star and high rated restaurants. So you get like Michelin quality food, but it's a reasonable price because they're still training so I can't even remember what the price is, but you do like the seven course or something taste menu. And I want to say it's like 40 quid and then you can like add tasting wine and it's so good. And every time Amazing. it's incredible and it's good because you're like helping them to learn as well. Um, yeah. Supporting the kind of foodie community. But every week they have a different themed menu. So I'm thinking of times I've been... We've, we went for like Scottish week one week and there was like British summer week. Oh, I've gone for loads of them and they sort of have a meat and fish menu and then a veggie menu. And each course you can choose whether you have meat and fish or veggie. Oh, and it's just brilliant. So that's probably my all time favourite. That being said, like October, not last year, but the year before, my mum took me um, to La Gavroche for my birthday. So um, Michelle Rue Jr.'s restaurant. And that was like the best food I've ever eaten. But it's not like you, pro- you probably go there like once or twice in your life. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. That's where you get the photo. 
Yeah, it is. I got a photo because he was there and it's always like potluck if he'll be there slash if he'll come out. And we 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 went for lunch and I had three courses and I think I was already about to go on to my dessert. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm not going to see him. And then he came out and like signed <gasps> his book and it was great. And we got a photo together. Because so, I've fantastic. wanted to ask you about that story for ages because your profile picture on your yeah, Instagram it was the best is with thing. him. Yeah, it was so great because oh, I really, like I would have been happy with the food. It was amazing food. Mm. But ultimately you want to meet him when yeah. you go there, especially for the price of the food. But that's another story. But yeah, so I was just buzzing. I also have to say, as well as the food, the cocktails there are really, really good as well. I had like a co- coconutty cocktail. I can't remember exactly what was in it, but I remember being like blown away by this cocktail. Sorry, I've just thought of another amazing place to eat. See, this is the thing, like once you start me in restaurants, I can't stop, but it's bad. So Great. When, when Lucas and I finished university, we went traveling around Asia. I mean, I could list like a million restaurants from there. But we we went to Singapore as our last stop. And it was like what we were so excited about for the whole time. And we kind of skimped along the way, you know, just finished uni. It was like a cheap traveling yeah. kind of thing. But Luke has, has all, he always wanted to go to Marina Bay Sands, like the kind of building that looks like a boat on top of the, the stands. Because um, he's a civil engineer. So he'd had this building as like his background on his laptop for ages as like architectural inspiration. But we were like, we'll have to go there to eat when we get there, even though it's not exactly like budget backpack kind of food. Yeah. And we did. And we had like a view over the gardens by the bay and we had the best food. Again, really good cocktails. So that's also definitely up there. And now I'll stop because I could talk about restaurants forever. <laughs> yeah, well, we can do that on a whole dedicated episode. Yeah. On restaurants. We yes. We, I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I could talk for hours. Okay, that's for the next one. Okay. Okay, so what is your current favourite vegetable? Okay, I feel so passionately about this, that the best vegetable is an aubergine. And I know that it's a divisive choice and a lot of people don't like aubergine. But let me tell you how good aubergine is. Like, you can do anything with it. Aubergine parmigiana, so you can have, like, cheesy, tomatoey, gooey, fantastic. You could, like, breadcrumb it and fry it and have aubergine katsu and that's amazing um and one of my favorite things to do is just like fry it slightly and then dip it in peanut butter and that is so unusual but it tastes so good yeah it's incredible I'm totally with you I I love aubergine as well so when you said that I was like yes agreed okay so what is your current favorite biscuit this is impossible. Okay, so I always have two that I flip between. I'm sorry, that's I know that the question is one, but I have to <laughs> say to you. My it's either a classic custard cream or a dark chocolate digestive. But like yeah. a milk a milk chocolate digestive is like really down my list. It has to be dark. Dark every time. Dunked in tea, perfect. Custard yeah. cream, you take like the top biscuit off and eat it. And then eat like the creamy bit. Yeah. Yeah. So basically with a cup of tea, I'd have one of each and that would be my dream. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So who is your current favorite chef? Well, Ottolenghi probably is my favorite chef. Um, 
to be honest, I don't find that much inspiration from like celebrity, quote unquote, chefs. I mainly find like cooking inspiration sort of on Instagram or like those BuzzFeed food videos are always really yeah. fun to watch. But yeah, if I had to say a chef, it would be Ottomotolenghi. But I also think that Mary Berry's recipes are like classic. That was the yeah. recipe that I vaguely followed for my casserole last night. And also every time I do banana bread, it's a Mary Berry recipe. Not that you really need a recipe for banana bread, but she was like the no, first banana bread. I know what you mean. That. Yeah. Like, so, I use Nigella for banana bread. Oh, Nigella's also a banging chef. Like I can watch <laughs> Nigella. I could just, just, she's just so comforting to watch. So yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay, so what was the last cookbook or recipe you enjoyed using? So last night was the Mary Berry one. The Mary Berry, it's called like Chicken Valencia, I think. Um, And for ages, I was so torn on mushrooms. I didn't know whether I liked them. And she has mushrooms in the recipe, so I ditched them. I made this recipe so much when we were at uni. So, But then last night, I think, was the first time I ever made it with the mushrooms in. And it was so much better. So I like resent myself for leaving them out all those years. I just like bogged it up a bit and made the texture a bit more interesting. Um, And in terms of cookbooks, I know that we're both a fan of the roasting tin books. They're great. They're very like just simple but flavoursome. So I would definitely recommend them to anyone, especially like if you sort of you're put off the idea of cooking by loads of washing up or loads of prep like yeah that's exactly who the roasting tin books made for so I think they're they're great thank you for those suggestions mm-hmm. they were fantastic <laughs> okay so controversial question which is your favorite ring on the hob for me it's front left why is that so the way my kitchen is set up, for some reason, the walls are painted rather than tiled. So I'm very cautious about where I put a hob and uh, where yeah. I put, sorry, where I would put a pan and then it might spit and ruin the paint on the walls, which I've done many a time. And that is the safest ring to use to avoid <laughs> spittage. Um, but then front right is a bit smaller. So if I've got like a small pan with like rice or a bit of veg in it then I use that one but for most other things it's front left never the back it's too risky for the walls (laughs) (laughs) okay now on to the final meal okay it's your final meal ever you have no boundaries on how much you can eat what will you be having and why so what will you be having for your starter or starters of choice okay so for me, a starter always involves cheese. And Agreed. it would be very difficult. So I think that so that me and Luke, because we're getting married next year, so we're actually having this exact discussion of like what would be our dream three courses. Aww. But we'll have like choices for each one, obviously. But I think for me, like a mini aubergine parmigiana to start would be my dream. But that's like a nice-ish starter. If I was going like full indulgent, it would be any kind of like deep fried cheese, like a deep fried brie. Yeah, both ideally, but like a deep fried brie with cranberry sauce or like a sweet chili sauce is also great. And then in the summer, like a beetroot and goat's cheese salad is always a really nice starter as well. I yeah. Think so. What drink are you having with your starters? Oh, so- some form of like 
fruity cocktail to start. Um, I like a Mai Tai cocktail. That's really nice. Or like something with coconut in it. To be honest, I'm not really fussy with cocktails as long as they're like vaguely fruity. And that's how I'd start it off. Great choices. Yeah. Okay, so what will you be having for your main or mains of choice? My main of choice would be like a crispy duck leg with some red cabbage. In my dream world, it would be pickled red cabbage, but that is another very divisive thing. But I love anything pickled, like soup, like blow your head off, strong pickle, stinks the kitchen out, stinks your fingers off, like crazy, crazy pickled. Um, So... If I was just having it for myself, it would be super pickled. If I had to share it with anyone, I'd I'd be a bit more reserved on the pickle front. <laughs> um, and then like some crispy roast potatoes and a pr- some like thrown in there would be some peas because peas come a close second to aubergine as my favourite vegetable. So I'd have to have those and then like a really, really rich gravy. Lovely. Yeah. Any other mains? Oh, I mean, I'd have if it was my last dinner, I'd also have sausage and mash and I'd also yeah. have like oh, a Nando's probably because I just like a Nando's every now and again. Um, to be honest, I'd go on and on for my last meal. But if I could only have sort of one, it would be the crispy duck. Perfect. And what drink are you having with your main? It would be a dry rosé, like I really love a Grenache or a Pinot rosé. Yeah, I'm not super fussy about rosé as long as it's dry. Yeah. I can't, I, I really don't like sweet wine personally. But yeah, it would be that. Not ex- like, I always find that when I go expensive or more expensive, I would never buy expensive, expensive, but I always don't like it. Whereas lately we've found some bangers. Like Lucas bought, he's bought two wines Love lately. Great. One of them was a fiver, one of them was six quid, both from Sainsbury's, one of them was a fret. French rosé one of them was an English rosé and they were both delicious so goes to show you do not need to spend a lot to get decent wine agreed yeah completely agree you're just gonna have to send me a list of recommendations now at the end of this (laughs) I sound like an expert I'm definitely not a wine I wish I was a wine expert but I'm I'm so I just know what I like yeah yeah okay so what will you be having for your side or sides of choice so it would definitely be the pickled cabbage and the roast potatoes. I've also thought, I'm not sure these go. Oh, God, I'm just sorry. I, I was about to say like buttery leeks, which I would have, but yeah. also cauliflower cheese, always like <laughs> super, super cheesy. Cheddar thrown in there, Parmesan thrown in there. I once made a collie cheese with camembert, which was gorgeous. So that, yeah, it was amazing. And then with like some breadcrumbs on top, so it's nice and crunchy. Always. Yeah. Can't love, skip out the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Oh, I just, oh, sorry, because I had some collie cheese today and oh, I just love it. <laughs> okay, and what drink are you having with your sides? Oh, God. Probably more wine, but I might go white. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't drink, I wish I liked red because it feels super sophisticated, but I hate it. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I've only had it once and I threw up loads. So maybe it was just a dodgy wine, but it's put me off forever. I also thought a really nice drink, which is 
it's almost like my student drink, but I used to love vodka, lime and soda. Yeah. So I, I could have that. Or a pink, I don't know why I didn't think of this. This is like my go-to drink. I always have a pink gin and tonic. So somewhere along the way that would have to be thrown in. Um, like a, a gin that's sort of like raspberry or rhubarb flavoured with a yeah. splash of slimline tonic. But I'm like three parts gin, one part tonic kind of girl. Me too. Yeah. Best I can't sound Yeah, when the bartender puts in the tonic for you, and I'm like, no, no, you do not oh, no. know how yeah it's home measurements are lethal though aren't they oh yeah so dangerous like I had one gin and tonic on FaceTime with my friends the other day and I was dizzy and I was like this is because my one gin and tonic (laughs) is like normal five gin and tonics love that okay so what will you be having for your pudding or puddings of choice okay this would have to be two because my favorite thing to have like in a restaurant is creme brulee with a shortbread yeah. biscuit it's like classic creme brulee I don't mind if it's flavoured like a lemon creme brulee or something but for me it would just be a classic creme brulee crispy yeah. topping nice shortbread biscuit but at home you can't be a good crumble absolute winner of a dessert for me apple and rhubarb crumble and I always make it with like the topping will have ginger biscuits in the topping amazing and I go for cream with crumble and cream with crumble custard with pie that's my rule and why was I going to say hot cream you're not going to have hot cream are you no but hot custard for sure I don't get cold custard so many people have cold custard and I didn't even know that was a thing until about you have cold custard I have cold custard purely because I had this discussion with my mother earlier I I'm so impatient as soon as pudding is on the table. If it's a hot pudding, I will burn my mouth just to eat it because I'm that excited. Uh, I mean, I have an asbestos <laughs> mouth. Like, I eat anything that's <laughs> super hot. So do you eat cold rice pudding as well? Yeah, no, I love cold rice pudding. That is better than, so the cold, than hot rice pudding. I will purposefully be excited for the leftovers. Oh, my goodness. No, hot <laughs> rice pudding. And... Um, just while we're on the subject of hot and cold food, can you eat cold baked beans? No, I can't. No, That's where either. I draw the line. Yeah. Okay, good. I was really scared you were going to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awful. Cold pudding is fine. I'm not very good at cold savoury. Yeah, I, yeah, creme brulee is cold, I guess. But I'm, I, because I'm such a cold person, I always prefer hot food, to be fair. Unless it's summer, of course, and then I can yeah. deal with ice cream. And this is like, while we're on that subject, when people serve hot pudding, you you may like this, and that's fair enough, many people do, but hot puddings with ice cream make me so angry. Like, why <laughs> do you want to cool your food down? It's meant to be hot. Like, a hot brownie with ice cream defeats the point of having a hot or a cold thing on your plate. Choose. Make a decision. It absolutely just, it, oh, it just makes me very distressed I have friends that get really angry about ice cream too so I completely understand what you're talking about but from my greedy perspective of it needs to cool down slightly so I won't burn my tongue that's perfect it is it is good for that purpose but I can deal with I can deal with like cold cream on a hot pudding but just ice cream a hot thing for me it's like what's the point but anyway a brownie I know and I, ice cream. No, and I know yeah. I'm in the minority. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so will you be partaking in a cheese board? Yes, always. And what's on your cheese board? Oh, like literally a bit of everything, to be honest. I'm really lately into smoked cheese. Like any form of smoked cheese is really good. Um, A bit of blue something, but blue isn't my favourite. A bit of like, oh, I like sort of cheese with chilli in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, put any cheese on my plate and I'm happy. In terms of like the other bits... Oh, I discovered these like rye sourdough crackers the other day that were like perfect cheese. Yeah, they were delicious. Um, And I like sort of like an oat cakey type cracker as well. Got to have like a few different chutneys to choose from as well. Like a good onion one, a good tomato one, and maybe like a chili one. And then a couple of grapes over the top. Maybe some like wedges of fig if you're feeling very decadent. And that's my that's my dream cheese board. And what drink are you having to end the meal? To end the meal would be a good coffee. And I am ridiculously fussy about coffee as well. Um, like it has to be super strong. So my, my favourite coffee is a classic cappuccino. Yeah. But I feel like most high street coffee shops make it just like a latte. And a cappuccino should be like super frothy. Like they should scoop the froth out of it. I say this like I've ever done barista training. I have not. This is just my (laughs) personal preference. So this is like my, it's so bad. But so before lockdown, I used to go to Cafe Nero every single morning. So that meant that in half a year, I had spent more on Cafe Nero than I spent on my car insurance across the whole year. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly spent so much there. The people all knew exactly what I had. I had an extra dry cappuccino with soy milk and they'd like scoop the the froth out. So it was super frothy, Um, a bit of chocolate on top. And then honestly, when, when they announced lockdown, I, this is so bad. I cried because of Nero. I was like, <laughs> how am I going to do it as part of my routine? I'm quite like a, I don't know. I like my routines. But I'm that kind of person. And I was like, how am I not going to do it? I used to be there for when it opened at 7am every single morning before work. That was like perfect because I could get to work for like quarter past seven. Oh, it was just like my routine and I loved it. And I knew like all the people that were there at 7am. I was mates with this old guy called Tony. We'd have a little chat. It was great. <laughs> um, I know I've like gone off way on a tangent, but I just had to express my passion over Cafe Nero. But anyway, I feel like lockdown has been like rehab for me for yeah. Cafe Nero. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. So I actually, I was about to say I invested in a milk frother, but I didn't. The hilarious thing is that I'd bought my mum a milk frother for Christmas the year before and she'd hardly ever used it. So then I stole it. And <laughs> now I make my own frothy coffees and I have saved so much money. Well, that's a revolution to your life, apparently. <laughs> exactly. So my dream meal would end, or it would end on a cappuccino, a really strong cappuccino, but just before the cappuccino, I'd have an espresso martini. So like a coffee cocktail yeah. followed by a coffee. I completely yeah. support that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we just bought like a little coffee machine from John Lewis just to make espresso martinis. Really? <laughs> and they're great. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. We do it for normal coffee as well, but the purpose of buying it was espresso martinis because Lucas got a cocktail set for his birthday. And now I don't do any of it because it's too faffy and I can't get the shake right on the cocktail shaker. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I, I can't get the rhythm. I can't move my arms at the right I'm the time. Same. Yeah. Whereas he's got it nailed. So that's like our new weekend treat. Amazing. Yeah. That's so fantastic. <laughs> so what biscuits have you been eating this week? So I actually made some this week. I made some espresso chocolate chip biscotti and they were great. And I'm not much of a baker, especially a biscuit baker, because one, I can't deal with precision in cooking and just like baking requires too much precision. I always get myself in a mess. I always get the kitchen in a mess and it's just very messy. Um, But they didn't turn out too bad, actually. They got they got good ratings from from the people that tried them. So all in all. Good. Um, and not this week, but last week I had some ginger snaps, which are just like one of one of my favorites. They're not as good as custard creams or dark chocolate digestives, but they're up there. Um, especially dunked in tea. I am a dunker, by the way. I dunk like oh, all biscuits. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And Gotta be what done. do you rate the biscuits you've had this week out of ten? Oh, I'd be cocky to rate myself highly. I'm gonna go with a seven because <laughs> this is classic me I like didn't follow the recipe because I always think I know best oh, and then too. yeah the dough came out like, well, like yeah it's called a dough I, I guess but it came out like pizza dough and it was well sticky and I don't know I just put too much flour in it because I was like oh well, this, it can't be like it can't be supposed to be this wet so I just kept putting <laughs> flour into it and it was like a pizza base but it ended up all right when it was cooked but probably would have been even better if I'd followed the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) I do that. I think the best chefs or home cooks do that, where they just add things. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I have an inability to follow a recipe unless it's one that I know loads of people have raved about. Yeah. And I think with baking, personally, I find that they never put like enough of the flavour in. So like with coffee things, recipes never say to use as much coffee as I would want in it. So I always put like seven times the amount of coffee (laughs) or the classic, the classic one is lemon drizzle. Like if a recipe says, oh, the zest of one lemon and I'll do at least the zest of five lemons. Because it just, what's the point? If if it's going to be a lemon drizzle, it has to be a lemon drizzle, you know? Yeah. But controversially, I prefer an orange drizzle to a lemon drizzle. Okay, I'm not. I'm not against that. That also is nice. Any kind of citrusy drizzle is very nice. Um, okay, so do you have any local food places you would like to give a shout out to? Yeah, I have a couple. So, literally just before this last lockdown, uh, we went to a restaurant called Galvin Green Man. So they have one in my town, Chelmsford, but they also have a couple of restaurants in London as well. Um, I think that one of their ones in London has a Michelin star, but I'd wanted to go for ages. And mainly I loved it because it was an excuse for me to be cocky, which I always love because (laughs) um, like uh, Lucas and I had wanted to go for ages. And then we had it planned for one weekend, like middle of December or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that Essex is going to go into tier four. So we should move the booking forward. And he was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. You're just worrying like classic boy playing down girls concern. And then we did it. We ended up moving it because I was like, well, I'm going to be well disappointed if we can't go. 
So we yeah. moved it. And then what do you know? We did go into tier four. So if we hadn't moved it, we would still never have been there. But it was just amazing, like amazing service, delicious wine. We went for three, like the set three courses. I had a beetroot, a classic, this was like my classic menu, beetroot and goat's cheese starter. Lucas had like a boar, like a boar meat scotch egg to start and the yolk was right and it was amazing. We both had slow cooked pork cheeks for our main, which were delicious. And I had like a a pavlova for dessert, which was gorgeous. Um, So that's like my favorite local special place. And then like an everyday place, I guess, would be um, a place called Schwings, which is just chicken wings, but they do loads of different flavors. Um, So it's like Nando's, you you have your go-to order and it's like, you don't want to mess with it. So I always used to go for barbecue wings. And then we've got their takeaway a couple of times in lockdown. In January, they had like a 20% off or something. So I got it again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be rogue and try a different flavor. And I went for buffalo over barbecue. And it was a game changer. I'm never going back. I'm going to have buffalo forever now. So those would be my two favorite places. And one more just because I go there like every day, which isn't specifically food. It's more coffee. But it's called drink with two eyes, like drink. (laughs) <laughs> because it's linked to it's linked to a tattoo place called Ink, so it's like Drink Ink. Uh, yeah. Um, but their coffee is incredible, and all the baristas are like super talented. Their cakes are really good. So yeah, also them. You sound fantastic. And um, just because I'm nosy, what is your Nando's order? See, I say, oh, everyone has a go-to Nando's order, but I do flip it. To be fair, like it depends how hungry I am. Like yeah. if I'm not very hungry, then I go for a quarter chicken. Sides always change, like always nacho peas. But then the yeah. other thing will change. Like I do like chips. I like spicy rice. If I'm not that hungry, a corn. I'll always ha- add halloumi. Yeah. But then like I'm not against a wrap every now and again. Oh, what would, like they did a burger like a year ago, I want to say, and then they got rid of it. And it, was it called like the Sunset Burger or something? I don't know. Maybe. But it was like a chicken thigh, I think, in it. And that was really good. And then they ditched it, which was really sad. It's always really sad when Nando's gets rid of stuff that you're like relying yeah. on. But yeah. So pretty much always a half chicken, but the sides change. No, quarter chicken, sorry, but the sides change. However, I would say a recommendation if you're going with someone else, one time me and Lucas built up like so many bloody points on our Nando's card because we kept going <laughs> and we got like the platter and shared it and we were like, this is actually really good. So now we're just going to keep saving up our points and doing that every time we have like the maximum chilies. I never know. Like I just leave the Nando's points to him. I don't really care. But whatever, whatever the maximum chili capacity is, whenever we reach it, we'll go for the platter again. That's amazing. Oh, can I say also one thing about Nando's though? Yeah. I talk about Nando's for a long time. I was very disappointed by their halloumi fries when they had all like halloumi sticks, whatever they called them. They added them as a starter and like shout out to whoever runs Nando's menu choices. They're not very good, but that's just the whole <laughs> other point. There's just not enough of them. When we got them, they yeah. weren't very hot. And yeah, so oh. sorry. I let them down. <laughs> But do you have a dessert when you go to Nando's? No, because I'm usually way yeah. too full by the end. Like, yeah, I haven't <laughs> had one in a while, but their caramel cheesecake or raspberry cheesecake, they're both so good. 
So I, I don't re- think I've ever had pudding at Nando's before. You've never ever had pudding at Nando's. You've never had like the froyo machine. No, I don't think so. I think I usually get too full what? by the meal. <sighs> you've got to leave. You've got to leave some room sometimes. Like the raspberry cheesecake, I'd say is my favourite. Okay, so do you have any other local recommendations, or have you said all of the ones you can currently think of? <laughs> Like I could go, there's also a place called Wine Cellar that's really good for like, they have a really good lunch menu and very good wine. Um, but I think, I'm probably going to think of some more later, but I think that those are my favourite. Oh, there's also, sorry, because it's literally just down the road for me, a place called New London, because it's on New London Road. And they're kind of like more kind of fine dining. But my friend took me for my birthday and it was really, really good. Like really good food and very nice service and very nice wine. So I would recommend them as well. Thank you for your recommendations. They have been fantastic. (laughs) Okay, so where can people find you? So my Instagram is Feasts Without Frills, which is hard to say, I know. Um, and it's basically where I put all my ugly home cooking because Not I believe it's meant to be ugly because I believe that food is all about taste and not at all about presentation. So it's just like what I love to eat. And it's probably nothing special for most people, but it's just mm, delicious food. And then when we're allowed to go out again, it's like the occasional restaurant thrown in there as well. And just because I'm like the nosiest person ever, I do a lot of would you rathers on my stories because I just love, love hearing, love hearing people's opinions on food. My two that are live at the moment, one of them is about cheesy side dishes, which was yeah. really fun. Um, like, would you rather cheesy fries or cheesy garlic bread or garlic like, bread. Mac- yeah, I also agree with garlic bread <laughs> or like mac and cheese or cheesy nachos, which was quite a divisive one. Would you? I'm cheesy nachos there. I think mac and cheese is a main dish. I don't think of it as a side. Um, well, I wasn't thinking about it as a side. Okay. I was just thinking, which would I rather? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I'd like, like yeah, same. <laughs> um, and I also did one this morning about like sweet breakfast choices, which was so fun to make because I wanted to eat all of the options that I put yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, this is going to sound really cringe, but I don't mean it to be. I love your account because it's so, it is really inspiring. And the would you rathers are fantastic because I'm also really nosy. So whenever you don't get to see, like, you can't see behind the scenes. That's the best bit. I have to screenshot. I mean, you don't know some of the people, but like, I love to judge the people that like I knew from school and stuff and be like, oh, that's, that's (laughs) what you paid for. Yeah, I do um, Would You Rathers in the context of the previous episode on the podcast Instagram. So, for example, we've had multiple questions on hot or cold custard. That is a very divided, that is a divided topic. Very heated. I might have to put that, I might put that on my story now and just see what people say as just like a one-off Would You Rather question that we need to know now. Yeah. And now I really okay. want you to screenshot the answers to me because I, I keep waiting for you to do at the end of the week, like all of the um All of the results. Answers. Oh my but, God, okay. But you don't have to if you don't want to, you just send That's them to me. Interesting, yeah, I will. I can also, <laughs> what I do with many people is I will literally like go through when they voted and I'll respond to every single one of their answers and be like, yes, I agree. No, you're wrong. You've got bad taste. <laughs> like super that. dodgy. 
Me too. <laughs> it's great. Yes, well, this has been an absolute sensation. I've loved this. I've we loved have, it too. We have really similar opinions on food, really, by the sounds of things. Yeah. And you I'm just also, very happy that you like aubergine, to be honest. <laughs> um, and you also are a coffee um, addict like myself. So I, I love that. <laughs> Yes. Oh, coffee all day, every day. How many coffees do you usually have in a day, by the way? I want to know what's an acceptable amount. Well, I used to have quite a lot, but since we've been at home and in lockdown, um, we've been rationing it because obviously it doesn't go as far because you have to limit your shopping because of COVID. Yeah. So it's a lot less. So usually I have two or three yeah okay I'm like a three coffees a day kind of gal sometimes a decaf in the evening yeah um I will easily have as well at least six cups of tea I'd say oh same yeah yeah okay good why does everyone judge me for that then like at work people are like oh another cup of coffee or tea hmm and they're like no wonder you don't sleep well so it goes caffeine in the morning, three maximum at the moment, and then that cuts off, I'd say, 12-ish. Okay. And then tea, as in, like, property, until about 8 o'clock maximum, and then herbal tea, specifically peppermint tea, from nice. 8 after. What's your coffee tea ratio? So I'm like, I don't want to be, this is like the bane of my life moment, but I'm a very early riser. And I mean, like this morning I woke up at about 4.30. It's ridiculous. I hate it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with my body. It's just like not liking me at the moment, but that's another story. So anyway. Yeah, it really is. There's nothing, that's the thing. There's nothing to like tire me out. I'm not like going anywhere to see anyone. Um, So anyway, when I get up straight away, I'll have a cup of tea and then at like seven-ish is my like homemade frothy coffee. Yeah. And then I'll usually go on a morning walk and then I'll get back at like eight and have another cup of tea. I'll have another cup of tea with my breakfast at like half nine. I'll then probably have another cup of tea at 10 and then I'll have a coffee at 11 and then I'll probably have another coffee after lunch. So like half one and then about two more cups of tea before dinner at some point. And then I'm some herbal teas I like, but to be honest, I usually just go like standard English breakfast decaf yeah. in the evening or decaf coffee in the evening. But I do like if anyone listening to this knows what I'm talking about, please hit me up. So when we were traveling and we were in Malaysia and we were in the Cameron Highlands, which is like a massive tea growing region, and we had this tea in this one specific cafe. And it was like, we don't know what it was called because it wasn't given to us in a wrapper or anything. It was just called like their house tea. So we've got no clue what it was, but it had like hints of vanilla and it was super like a rich tea. I can't explain it, but it was the best thing. And I would pay a hell of a lot of money for this tea if someone could identify it for me. So if anyone listening knows what I'm on about, please tell me. Because I'm dying to find it. Ask Instagram as well. Yeah, I will. I'll have to. I've Googled like Cameron Highlands tea, vanilla. Like, There's loads of vanilla teas, but it's just this one tea and I just want yeah. it so bad. I want it so, so bad. Okay, because I've made us go on several tangents, what's your handle for people to find you? <laughs> okay. It's feasts without frills. 
I like that we both went. <laughs> the listener can't see us, but <laughs> I know. We, we went gestured with our hands. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. Break down. <laughs> a lot of times in the episodes I do a lot of things I have to explain later, which is not helpful, but I think it's funny. I'm I'm I talk with my hands a lot, so I get you. Me too. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been so fun. I've loved it. I'll have to have you on again for all the restaurant recommendations. Whole section. Oh, please. Restaurants around the world. Because I I have so many. When I I only lived in Germany for a year, but I went out to eat pretty much most days because because I could. Um, Yeah. And it's just, there were just so many cool places there. So I could probably talk for an hour just about restaurants in Munich. Well, that will be that will be coming to the podcast in the near future sounds good it was lovely yeah i had a blast thank you thank you bye bye what an episode how great was that episode with leia i absolutely loved it if you want to find out more about leia her username is feasts without frills on instagram and her blog is fantastic. So, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share how much you enjoyed the episode, why not share it on your social media platform? If you do share anything about the podcast on social media, please tag me at ButcherBakerPodcastMaker on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Thank you so much! If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more episodes like this, why not subscribe? And if you are new to the podcast you're in luck. We have a whole first series for you to listen to and there will be more coming out every Sunday. So that's really exciting. Well, I think so anyway, but I'm biased. If you really enjoyed this episode and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, why not leave a review? Because that would be lovely if you could. Thank you. And finally, Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode and listening to all the episodes, if you have already, that is. And if you haven't, why not check out some more? Thank you so much and bye! podcast maker the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy from recipe favorites to biscuit chat